Let's do it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of The Greatest Song You've Never Heard podcast. The show where me and my good friend Phil Anderson, we come to you with songs that we believe are some of the greatest songs ever, and we have no clue why they're not popular. We have no clue why you don't know them. We have no clue why everybody doesn't know them. But today, one of us will bring a song the other one hasn't heard, and because of some technical difficulties, some life difficulties, some weather issues, I think there was even some kind of national disaster or monetary crisis in there, but for whatever reason, we've been gone for a while, but today, Phil, we are back. Welcome, Phil. Oh, what's going on there? I just... I wanted a nice, loud opening of this beer, and it didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) But as a throwback to uh, how we used to record, I have opened a beer. Oh, look what I've got. Oh, yes. I've got a vanilla porter from uh, Breckenridge Brewery. There you you go. go. That's what it's supposed to sound like. Well, cheers. Cheers to you. I've got a Kolsch style, Zoligel Kolsch from Zoligel House. I don't know, they're in Portland. I can't even say it. <laughs> they're in Portland. <laughs> I thought you were going to say some far German town, you know, on the outskirts of whatever. And then, nope. yeah, from Portland. <laughs> right there in Portland. Phil. Update the listeners on what's been up with you. And by the way, if my microphone is making bumpy sounds like this, it's I apologize. I'm traveling. I've got my microphone on a box with a towel trying to keep the vibration down. It's not working. So yeah, what you it is to? what it is. Uh, it's better than uh, my voice in a tin can, right? Mm, that's true. That's what I think anyway. Uh, Very so, true. yeah, we've both been like really busy and that's no excuse this is not an excuse why we haven't recorded. Uh, but I've been down in California and back and forth and back and forth, uh, overseeing some Airbnb properties um, for my daughter and her husband. And, and you know, you have, uh, since you know, everybody knows you relocated, but you now are a new homeowner. That's true, new homeowner, and I've been traveling a ton. Uh, yeah. I picked up a new gig where I'm going to Jamaica almost every month. Um, plus, I got to host the World Scaffolding Championship. That's just weird. In Vilnius, Lithuania. Yeah. That's just, that's just, can you like talk a little bit about that? Because I don't even know. Yeah. Do you want to the backstory of how I got there or what it is? Yeah, or? I just, I mean, it's like how high people can build their scaffolding or something. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. One of the biggest scaffolding companies in the world that makes the scaffolding equipment. They um, decided to put this on a couple years ago, and they, you get each team, and there's teams from all over the world. There was 15 teams uh, from four continents, I think, or three continents. They came together, and you get a kit, like all the equipment and a design, and you have to build it all the way up. Then you have to wait 10 minutes while a judge looks for like safety violations and all those kind of things, and then tear it all down and put it back away, and the team with the fastest time wins the competition oh wow yeah wow yeah so and it was a free trip to Vilnius Lithuania which I absolutely adored and recommend everybody go there yeah yeah it's a cool place so um 
And then you, uh, I, and I remember this from your Facebook post, uh, you have now moved 25 times in your life? Yes, yes. I think I added yeah. 27. I think Heidi was 25. Okay, and I counted it. mine, it was 27. But I moved around a bunch as a kid. Uh, yeah. And I moved a couple times in the first few years we were married. So. And you're not even an army brat? No. No, but I was a, 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 mil a minister, which is kind of like brat. being in the military. It's, it's, I thought you were going to say no, it's but, militant. but I was a brat. <laughs> it's militant. Uh, anyway, so yeah, we've been both very busy, and now we're getting back to it. And I don't know about you, Chris, but I would like to make a, a, a intentional promise to those who love our podcast, our listeners, um, all the faithful 2.3 of them, and say we will do a better job of we trying will. to get... A, an episode out once a week, right? Is that what we're trying yes, for? That's the goal. Beautiful. And I thought so you were going to do the old Kevin Nealon joke. Which is? I don't know if you're like me, but you're six foot four and named Kevin. In other news. <laughs> no, I didn't do that one. Uh, I should have, though. Yeah. Um, but I can't make promises since I'm not the one producing this podcast. All I'm doing is the one yapping at the other end. You are yapping and producing. So uh, I, I know what that's like producing the wine podcast and uh, sometimes turning these around quickly isn't so easy when this is side hustle. So, but Tell people we about both your wine podcast. Wine Time Fridays comes out uh, on Fridays. Friday. Yep. Wine Time Fridays <laughs> on Fridays. It'd be funny if you it came out no... on Tuesdays. <laughs> well, no, but uh, that would be funny. Okay. Honest question. You miss the obvious Wine Time Wednesdays? Yes, because people don't normally wind down on Wednesdays. Okay. True. <laughs> I mean, we do have um, hashtag Wines Day on Instagram. Mm. Mm, brilliant. I, thank you. That's not me. And the other people thing people should know is uh, Phil actually runs a social media company. And it's yep. called? The Social Web and Anderson Social Media Solutions. There's two of them. Uh, social Web is with my lovely fiance, uh, Shelly, who is also the co-host of Wine Time Fridays. But yeah, mm. we do social media and just picked up. A, you guys would love this store, Chris. CDA Gourmet. Oh, I saw the pictures. It looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's really fun. So uh, we we just picked up that client and having a lot of fun. So awesome, yep. awesome, Phil. Do you have a song for us today? I did, but we're running late, so maybe next week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do, and uh, I'm excited for this. There's everything I like about music is in this song. It's pretty much all I'm going to say. That's all you're going <laughs> to. You could have given me like some heads up or like a finger point or something like that. Uh, well, I can. In this song.
Can you keep it going? It's still playing. Oh, I feel like a reprise is coming on. Now, at the very end, <clears throat> you hear somebody go, whoa, well, we don't have to do that one again. <laughs> oh, so they no, got into just, a pocket, man. I was doing some calculations. And it turns out we're nearing our third anniversary of doing this co this show. Really? Yeah. So the song uh, bored you that much during the playing of it that? No, 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 no. <laughs> the reason that I was looking that up was because when we started this show, I didn't know what a Phil song was. Now, if you'd have played me that song, if I saw it, heard it on the radio, I'd be like, oh my gosh, Phil would love this song. It would, I would I would know, and I can tell you everything you like about it. Yes, please do, because I, I, I if you can't, then we may just have to terminate the whole podcast. That's true. Uh, first off, uh, the piano-driven boogie-woogie, that's a feel-like staple. Uh, the sultry woman voice belting it out as hard as she can, that's a feel given. The yeah. saxophone solo, that's a given. Uh, the, but it's dirty sax. It's dirty sax. What, what's it, the difference? The, like dirty sax has got the growl. It's got that dirty sax. It's, hmm. it's, not, it's, it's not clean. I don't know how else to describe it, but it's that dirty sax. I, I really, I really like that, you know, the rough, uh, you know. Yeah. Production and on I this know was you're great, not a too. Sax guy, but yeah. Yeah, production was great on this, too. I love the left-right left, earphone pieces where she was, like, echoing herself, which is a great way. I never thought about it until now. Uh, a great yeah. way to mix up, uh, sure. like, one singer, but having call and response and that sort of stuff. It was really cool. Um, my guess is this is called Better Days Are Gonna Come, but I bet I'm wrong. Can you see my shirt, Chris? I, life is good. Is it called Life is Good? Not quite, but it's the good life. <laughs> the good life. And it's a female singer. Yep. Uh, and it's probably somebody I've never heard of. 
possibly. Um, this song was written by a guy named Myron Grombacher and Neil. <laughs> Which is Geraldo. why he didn't have an actual career in show business because he didn't change his name from Grombacher. <laughs> right? Uh, he wrote it with a guy named Neil uh, Geraldo. Do you know that name? Yes. Okay. Do you, know how, how do you know him? Uh, he is, I think he's married to Pat Benatar. Okay, he, he is. Uh, he is uh, a guitar player. Yes. And he wrote this uh, in 1991 with uh, the aforementioned Myron Grombacher. Grombacher. And uh, wrote pronounced it for Grumbucker. Grumbucker. Uh, that's what they would sound like in, in Portland uh, <laughs> next to that brewery. Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, he wrote this for the album True Love in 1991 uh, that was uh, used a horn section called Roomful of the Blues. Roomful of Blues. Mm. And uh, the singer is Pat Benatar. What? Yep. For real? Yep. Wow. Yeah. You know, I yeah, knew she they, could sing, but I didn't know she had those kind of chops. Oh, she, yeah. She's always had that, that, those sort of chops, but, uh, given her, you know, hit it with your best shot and hit, yeah. you know, all of that, um, which of course her husband played guitar on almost all of the songs. Yeah. Uh, so he's very gifted, but this song was written in an attempt uh, to just kind of focus and highlight living it up and enjoying all that life has to offer. Mm -hmm. um, this actually did have some commercial success. It was the second single released off this album. I actually tried to play a song off this album uh, about a year and a half, two years ago, and it got lost in the shuffle. I remember that. Uh, never never got published so i felt like i waited long enough and seemingly i did <laughs> you did, where you, did. you wouldn't remember i don't think it was this song that i uh i did i don't uh, think so but i love this song and and uh just that just the pocket that the horn section hits hmm. um the horn section, Roomful of Blues, uh, has been around the block as well. They have been on albums for Colin James, uh, mm. Stevie Ray Vaughan. They have been nominated for two Grammy Awards, have played on over 30 albums, have toured extensively all over the world. And uh, it's, I love the big, uh, what they call the um, jump blues. Mm -hmm. um, this album is a actual nod to the jump, uh, more the jump blues uh, genre. <laughs> uh, most of them are cover songs, but there are uh, three songs that were written um, by Neil Giraldo, and this one happened to be uh, co-authored. So, hmm. good song, like a really good song, and a Phil song. You want a quintessential Phil song? That's your song. And you did fool me. By the way, on a technical note, the reason this show never aired is because we recorded it, and then the sound file for it literally just disappeared. Yeah. I so. know you had nothing to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to jump loose. We're not putting this out. We're going to keep I it to ourselves. 
any song uh, that has a hard back beat rhythm like that, any song that's got the popping horns, you're right. I I love the piano. It's I wouldn't say it's piano lead, but piano. There's a bit of a piano drive to it. Those glissandos. Yeah. Um, where they, you know, fly down the keys. Yeah. Um, when I played it at church, I would always try to throw in a glissando whenever I could, right? When we came to a Christmas. <laughs> Which I'm sure in a modern worship service, they really appreciate. <laughs> oh, I mean, they did. Uh, huh. But I couldn't do it too much. Yeah. Uh, you know, for songs, you know the way uh, the Christian songs work. They build up to this big crescendo. Uh, there's some yeah. that would would call for that. Uh, I never got a side look from Todd Hornby, which is nice. By the way, Todd Hornby, thank you for writing our theme music too. Absolutely. The greatest and thank you podcast. for being born. He's a good guy. He is a good guy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my style of song for that, sure. It very much is. So, Pat Benatar, The Good Life. The Good And the name the album, and the album. Uh, True Love. True love. Can people find that yeah, like on some, iTunes or Spotify? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You, so some of the songs on this were Bloodshot Eyes. Um, actually, I can tell you Not who to be wrote. Confused with Bloodshot Thighs. That's right. You don't want that. I don't think you want Bloodshot <laughs> Eyes either. But um, yeah. So Bloodshot Eyes, which was an old Hank Penny, Ruth Hall song. Paying the cost to be the boss. B.B. King mm. uh, the, so long There's the, the whole album is really good um, Evening uh, the, the whole album is fantastic and I would highly recommend if you like the song even at all to um, check out the album True Love 1991 Pat Benatar and the other song you were going to play was even better well the, the one that I did play before <laughs> yeah, we lost. I, I think I think it was the one that only Neil Giraldo wrote, but this one I actually like better. Hmm. Uh, but I didn't know it was uh, co-authored uh, until I did a little bit of research uh, right up against when we were recording today. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Phil, for this song. It is one of the greatest songs that I think the most people have never heard, partly because... So it's funny because Pat Benatar plays every couple of years at either the Emerald Queen Casino or oh, is that right? or the East Chateau St. Michel Winery. And so I always think of her as kind of like a has-been because it'll be her and Neil Gerardo and it's like, you know, you're playing a casino, but that's not the case anymore. Uh, well, she's not playing at all anymore there? No, oh, yeah, she will. I just thought the last couple of times I play her were like casino gigs. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, um, and her daughter's actually, or their daughter is actually in the music biz now. Hmm. Very, very interesting. Thank you, Phil, for that. That's a great song. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit more about where people can find us all over the socials? And Yeah, so, of course, um, greatestsongyouneverheard.com, uh, G-S-Y-N-H on Twitter. I think it's podcast. And then, of course, greatest song you never heard on Facebook. We want to hear uh, comments and things like this. Uh, I heard music coming up and then it went down, so it sounds as though I was trying to hurry, but I don't need to. You don't need uh, to. Yeah, but please comment, reach out, tell us we're all uh, a bunch of crap on the songs we're choosing, or how in the world did I ever miss that song? So yeah, we want to hear. Yeah, I do. And until and next time. Oh. And next time what? 
till the next time you hear our voices. We'll see you next time. I hear you next time. <laughs> we might even feel you next time on the greatest song you've never heard podcast. With, with those bloodshot thighs. <laughs> ah, we're trying to get back in the swing of things. <laughs>